0: Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, across the world and the universe. Welcome to Quantum Living, a mysterious dimension at the intersection of science and spirituality. I'm your host, Anna Anderson. It is my intention for the show to inform, inspire, entertain and empower you with the high frequencies of love, peace and truth lifting the veil of other dimensions, other realms and realities to enrich your understanding of who you really are and make the unknown a part of your life. So please join me on this fascinating journey into the realm of energy healing, psychic phenomena and spiritual wisdom connecting with you at the deepest levels. As always, please take from the show only what resonates with you and discard the rest or put it aside for later. Okay, let's begin. Hello, hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of Quantum Living, a magical space where science meets spirituality and anything can happen. Today we have a very special guest with whom I have recently connected across the globe. She is a multi-talented spiritual healer and a full-of-life beautiful soul. Our special guest is Joya Cheryl Sosnowski, joining us from Phoenix, Arizona. Joya is a sound healer and spiritual success coach. She combines spiritual coaching with sound activations to help her clients step into their own quantum holiness. An autodidact who never stops growing and learning, Joya has numerous accomplishments and engages in many activities in the areas of arts, healing, and spirituality. She is a spiritual mind practitioner and metaphysical reverend, and founder of Lessons of Mastery a spiritual group that meet on Sundays, an accomplished arty and a lover of music. Joya is a certified sound healer and facilitates expressive dance classes for embodied meditation practices. She is a UCLA Mindful Schools and Mindfulness Exercises Certified Mindfulness Trainer a Gene Keys guide, and is enrolled in the Master Course in Spiritual Psychology Coaching at the University of Santa Monica's Soul-Centered Living 2021. Joya hosts the Powerful Creator Show podcast, where she talks to amazing people who are creating lives and businesses they love, and she is currently writing her first book, Dare to be Divine. Hello, Joya. Welcome to Quantum Living. It's such a pleasure to have you here.
1: Hi, Anna. Thank you for having me. And it's so wonderful to connect with you. And in our earlier conversations that we knew, we're like, oh my gosh, we have so much in common and so many things to talk about. So I'm really
0: excited to be here. Wow. You've got so many interests, pursuits, and talents. And they all fit very nicely into my own personal patch, and the quantum living space, we'll be talking about spirituality, creativity, meditation, coaching and healing, and of course, your quantum understanding of life. Wow, what a perfect match. I don't know where to start, but as always, it is best to start from the beginning. So could you please tell us about yourself and how you got onto this pathway, whether there were any specific pressure or turning points that propelled you in this direction of combining spirituality, creativity, meditation, coaching, and healing?
1: Um, gosh, this path has been really crazy and funny. And I'm sure you've heard that saying that life only makes sense looking backwards. <laughs> and it <Yes>. kind of <laughs> it kind of feels like um, all of my interests and all of the things that I've studied, which, I mean, they've all been kind of along the same lines. I'm very curious. I've always been into personal development, personal growth. Um, but I really wasn't particularly spiritual and that was because of the way I grew up. And so, um, for it to have taken a spiritual path really did surprise me, um, as much as it has my family, I'm sure. Um, but yeah it's been it's beautiful how they've all woven together into this beautiful tapestry of my life and how it's unfolded and how it's served me in my own healing and growth, but then I can also bring this forward to other people, which for me is really the whole purpose of it. And, um, you know, my childhood was very traumatic and I share that openly with people on my podcast and on my YouTube channel about, um, post post post-traumatic growth. I talk about, and the, you know, the good things that can come from bad things and, you know, and it's like, um, there's a a measurement here in the States, it's called the ACEs score, which stands for um, Adverse Childhood Experiences score. And 10 is the maximum. And then as, as each number goes up, it correlates with problems that they can predict that you will have, like statistics, you fall into a statistic. And I'm a nine out of the 10. So I have a very high ACEs score. Which makes me a statistical anomaly. But I think the only reason that I am is because I've always been curious about why. I was always that kid who was asking why about everything. Why, 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 why? And that included my own self. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I... Reacting this way, what can I do about this? How can I heal myself? How can I help myself? And that really asking those questions of myself um, led me on the journey to get me to where I'm at now. And I use those tools to help other people heal as well. Beautiful. Thank
0: you for sharing. So, speaking about sound healing, let's talk about it for a moment. What is the underlying principle behind it, uh, both scientific and spiritual? and what instruments do you use? Hmm.
1: Well, it's, you know, it's, there's so much research and data around sound. So anybody can Google the scientific benefits of sound, and they're going to find countless articles and countless studies from universities around the world about the power of sound. We are nothing but vibrational beings. We're, we're, human beings are vibrational. Everything is vibrational and it's held together with vibration, sound, and light. And sound for me is a tangible way for human beings to experience this vibrational reality that we live in, that we can make sounds with our mouth. We can participate in this vibrational reality and we can listen to sounds and that sounds can heal you. My favorite tools that I use are, um, I love crystal bowls, crystal, crystal alchemy bowls. I use drums, I use chimes, I use gongs. So it really just depends on the person or the group that I'm doing a sound healing for, because there are specific frequencies and sounds that are better for Um, people. There are sounds that are activating, for instance, which you don't want to use on someone who is really sick or who has cancer. You don't want to use an activating sound that's going to make them be in pain. So you do need to know what you're working with when you're working with somebody with depression, same kind of thing. You don't want activating sounds for someone who's Depressed, or you do. So it just depends on what people are going through, and you listen. But um, different frequencies do different things. Different notes do different things. And so it's really this whole study of the world of sound, and then the different brainwave states that we can entrain ourselves into with the waves, with the sound, with the brainwaves, and brain entrainment that happens. So it's it's just a powerful way of helping anybody really to effortlessly drop especially for stress, it helps you to instantly silence your mind and be quiet and the thoughts stop and you allow your body to just instantly go into letting your nervous system reset itself. So it's so healthy for you. It's
0: so good for you on so many levels. Absolutely. One particular aspect of sound uh, that I like is that uh, while we receive it through our hearing, Mm -hmm we can also feel it physically in our body yes yes so it's it's like a dual effect if you like of sound because as you will know you can't feel sound physically resonating through our bones with our body and hence Spreading the vibration across all the cells.
1: Yes, absolutely. And through your bones. I mean, our bodies are mostly water. And so if you look at, you imagine throwing a pebble into a pond and you can see how those ripples go out, that sound and those Mm -hmm. vibrations do the exact same thing to all of the cells in your whole body, your cells and your bones.
0: Absolutely. And sound healing or sound used for many purposes other than entertainment and pleasure as you know has been used for thousands of years exactly since the beginning of our civilization as we know it
1: yeah and some people think that the um that the pyramids were actually had sound chambers within them because yes. they are perfectly tuned yes. so it's really yeah this technology goes way back
0: <laughs> absolutely so i yeah. think it it is still quite unexplored area so much to do in it in terms of finding out various properties of sound that we can use for healing and other purposes for levitation for for anti-gravity effects for many many other things but healing I think is one of the most important probably for us because well let's face it especially now we all need healing so Thank you for doing your wonderful, wonderful work in this sphere. And in fact, we've got a clip from your sound healing class. So let's take a listen.
1: If you have some headphones, I invite you to put them on or lay back in a quiet place where you can enjoy the sounds. And we're going to start with a guided meditation. Just taking a nice deep breath and letting it check in all the way down through your solar plexus. That's where I like to breathe into. Breathe into your solar plexus, filling up your heart and exhaling. And as you take another nice deep breath, allow your shoulders to just drop the tension. On the exhale, just let all your stress and tension go for the next few minutes. Your voice is one of the most powerful instruments that you have, and you can use your voice to calm yourself anywhere you are. So I invite you to take a nice deep breath again, and then this time, let out an audible ah and when you do that ah sound let it come from your solar plexus you want to really feel the energy center there relaxing and letting go because our solar plexus is actually our emotional center so it's the number one place you can check in to drop your stress so again taking a deep breath and then we're gonna let out a Ah, and make a sound for you it'll be different for you than it is for me that you feel resonating in your solar plexus
0: beautiful you said in this clip that the solar plexus chakra is our emotional center and that in healing with sound especially with our own voice we need to choose the tone that resonates with the third chakra could you talk to this please and how chakras are linked to sound and sound healing oh i would love to talk about this so
1: the notes that they've applied to the chakra system is actually quite recent in our timeline, and in, in in the Tibetan musical scale, they actually use a different note system than we do. So it's really very hypothetical, and so that's why I have found in my my own work in doing toning, it's so important to ask your body what sound does my root chakra want to make and really ask and you and trust your body to allow that sound to rise up so your root chakra your base on the ground where are you feeling strong and your your sacral chakra is your emotional body your solar plexus center is your will center and your wisdom it's like where you know who you are and all of these centers make they want to express different sounds and they make different sounds. And so it's really quite interesting when you can get that in touch with your own body, which I believe our bodies are individual musical instruments in the universe universe of the symphony that we live in, that we are a part. We are an instrument to be played and to get our instrument in tune and to trust the sounds that want to arise out of these different systems within your own body. And if you can really be in a place of privacy where you feel like you're free to really express yourself vocally, um, which most people aren't right. They don't feel comfortable doing it, but if you get your, in your car, sit in your car where you're alone and quiet and just ask what sound does my heart want to make right now? And then let that sound out. It feels so good.
0: We are speaking with Joya Sosnowski, a sound healer and spiritual coach, about daring to be divine. I totally agree with you, and I tell you why. I've actually tried that to use my voice and send it to my solar plexus chakra to feel how it resonates, and it really felt powerful. And I then moved it to my heart chakra. And the tone that my body wanted has changed. So for my heart chakra, the right tone was different. And I'd like to share with you and our listeners something I've never shared with anyone yet. I've got an insight about an existence of a planet. And I don't know whether it is in our universe or different universe. But there is a planet whose habitants, humanoid beings, communicate with sound, and they communicate. Their communication sounds like singing, like staccato singing, or different type of singing because they are not words, but different tones at different frequencies, different different speed, pitch, etc. And what was interesting in that insight was that. When those beings are in harmony, their voices are creating most beautiful harmony. When they are arguing, when they are in disharmony, they actually change their tonal communication, which creates dissonance. So harmony, disharmony, dissonance, those concepts actually are rooted in the quality of sound communication. And I just love that insight, and I would love to probably meet those <laughs> those beings, providing our, we could somehow communicate with mm. each other. But the, the notion that you can communicate just with the tone of your voice yes. is absolutely amazing. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think I love that, and I believe it. And we do communicate with the tone of our voice. And words are, you know, this is really interesting because... The more I work with sound, and the more I go into my own deeper spirituality of myself, the less I'm finding the, that I want to use words. And it almost feels like I want to either be quiet or I just want to make a sound that's like a like a, a vo- like a song, <laughs> because it feels you know words are and especially in English. Words are just they're containers of meaning. And in the English language, they're very black and white. They're very defined that this is exactly what this means versus other languages, um, particularly Middle Eastern languages or Aramaic, which I love the Aramaic language of Yeshua is so philosophical and it has so many meanings in one word. And I just think that is such a beautiful way of using language. And so to think that there's a planet somewhere where they're not even forming words and they're just toning something makes perfect sense to me. And I shared with you before in, um, when, in our first conversation that when I was much younger and I was 21 and I had a suicide attempt that I heard this music made of light. And so I, I believe that there's other planets that use music. And I believe that the, that the whole universe makes this beautiful sound. The human ear can only hear between, Oh, 10, 8, 8 Hertz. You have really good hearing up to 20,000 Hertz for women. If you have really good hearing, but that's it. That's the whole spectrum of frequency that we can hear compared to a whale can hear up to 500,000 Hertz. So they can hear way more, a much broader spectrum of reality than we can hear. And so imagine you know, if we're only making sounds within that spectrum of wave, it's very small. And on another planet where they're not confined with um, voice or gravity or the denseness of the air and the how sound has to travel, that they could make a whole realm of sounds that we aren't even privy to and can't even imagine how amazing and beautiful that language would be. Mm-hmm.
0: Learn more about quantum living, a cutting-edge approach to self-empowerment and emotional freedom at the intersection of science and spirituality. It is the master key to understanding how life works and gives you many tools and strategies to change your life experience. Whether dealing with emotional addictions, relationship issues, self-sabotage, blocking the progress and achievements in your life, Or any other challenge, quantum living is the space you want to be in. My quantum living coaching program is as psychological, spiritual, and esoteric as it is educational and practical. In the advanced stage of the program, I will take you on a quantum journey in a deep theta state, which is an amazing and profound experience. To book your free diagnostic session, visit quantumliving.com.au today. You'll be glad you did. Absolutely. So how do you combine sound healing with spiritual coaching? And what is the process you apply in your sound healing classes? Because I have to uh, say, being a coach myself, I find it really fascinating. Now, I use meditation in my in my coaching programs, but to use sound healing as such, which I can relate to, it is fascinating combination. So, could you talk to us? <laughs> I'm curious.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to, Anna. And it's you know I've put these modalities together, and that's kind of the way my brain works anyway. That I I because I love to study and I love to learn, and I'm always curious. That I love to take. Oh, well, this thing and this thing would go really great together, which is why I put together art with meditate, art with mindfulness meditation and created a program that's mindful art. <laughs> so, and I've done that. so with coaching and sound, how those two things go together is that with sound, as I've studied sound and have learned about sound and also at the same time, learn about the quantum realm and how that works, that. Sound is making an imprint, a literal imprint on every cell in your body. So if you've studied the work of Dr. Emoto, you mm-hmm. see how he uses the words. Yep. And it frees yep. on the mm-hmm. water, the water yep. molecules. Okay. So that's happening in our bodies. We're doing that with sound. When we hear every sound, it makes a perfect mandala that's getting imprinted on our cellul- on our cells. So at the same time, we also know that in the quantum, that it's our intention. And that feeling of intention, the desire that's behind intention, not what you're saying you want, not what you're thinking you want, but that real deep rooted intention that is making the imprint in the field of potentiality, what is going to be created. Mm. And so that's exactly what sound does. Sound is sending out that same vibration. And so even during sound healing sessions, I empty myself and ask the people in a sound session, for instance, to hold an intention in their heart and in their mind that they want to be imprinted on them during a sound session. So the same works with coaching. When we're working with coaching and we start replacing those limiting beliefs, we go from the I wants to the I am. To say that you want something implies you don't already have it. So that's just a belief you have to correct and switch your timeline, change your timeline. And working with sound in that way really gets to the deep rooted issues and that you can repattern with your own voice and you can repattern it with listening to sound meditations and holding those intentions and statements and declarations and really working with that power of intention with sound is super profound and changes people really quickly. And Anna, I'll share a story with you. Just this past week, I myself and I'm I'm actually making a video and posting it on Facebook or on um, YouTube, and it's very vulnerable because for some reason while I was going through this, I thought to film myself, and I had this awareness bubble up in me of this very old. Um, traumatic imprint that I had been living with for many years, I knew about it consciously, I knew what it was in my mind. But the feelings of it, I had never dealt with. And so I felt I had the trigger, I I went into a depression, but then I recognized what the trigger was. And I asked and I trust my trusted myself to say, okay, I'm going to look at this thing. And I asked it, what sound does it want to make? And the sounds that came out surprised me. And it, in three minutes, it was three minutes of filming that I went from the, all of the rage boiling up to this really guttural cry that, that came out. And I could feel it coming from my, my base chakra. I could feel it traveling up all of my energy system coming out, like just getting this energy out. And. The sounds then went into like, it sounded almost like a, um, like a Southwest Native American chant that was just like in grief, like the, just the, I could hear this grieving process in my own voice. It was like a wave. And then it went to being more calm and more stable until it wound up just being one note. And then I was able to just ask it like, is all that energy gone? Is it out? Is it out of me and it felt like it was out of me. And when it once that was out of me, then I used a sound bowl. I took one of my um, beautiful alchemy crystal bowls and I started playing it and just chanting and sending love to that place that had just emptied out that now there's a space that I wanted to imprint it now with love and loving kindness and love toward myself and love toward my body and love toward this healing that had taken place. And just this profound gratitude just washed over me for this whole process. And that's how it works. Literally three minutes. I was able to clear in three minutes of authentic sounding from my body something that had been living in my body since I was 11 years old and I'm 50. So that's a long time to have this thing living in me.
0: And I was able to get rid of it in three minutes. Wow. I'm loving it. And you did it spontaneously. You didn't plan for it. You just happened. I did not plan
1: for it. Wow. It just happened. It um I've been, well, I have a, my, a good friend of mine and I have agreed to be each other's Ascension partners for the next six months. <laughs> and so we've committed that each month we're doing deep root, deep work in each chakra. And so um last month was the root chakra this month, we've been working on the sacral, the sacral chakra. And that's where all of that, you know, the sexual healing and the feeling and the divine feminine energy. And it was really moving a lot of energy and something, um, triggered it in me. And I didn't recognize the trigger at first because it was so old that it just like autopilot, it just boom, kicked in. And that's when I realized when I recognized the symptoms, which were depression and falling into a dark place that I recognized I was like, Whoa, I've been here. I've been to this dark place. I know what this looks like. I know where this is. That means Something triggered my feelings, a deep rooted feeling that I don't want to deal with, or that I'm not, I haven't healed. And I'm going to choose and will myself to have the courage to ask my higher self to reveal to me the healing that is asking to come out of my body. And in just asking and saying, I trust whatever wants to arise to arise. I trust the sounds that my body wants to make. (laughs) And It was really, really quite profound. And now after that, I can, I was so glad that we did this interview today because I got to go through that just this week and um, really experience such a shift in my own energy to feel that just be gone is like, I feel like I literally feel like a weight has been lifted off of me that I've been carrying around with me for a long, long time.
0: Yeah. We are speaking with Joya Sosnowski, a sound healer and spiritual coach about daring to be divine. Wow. I'm loving it. And I'm going to try it myself.
1: (laughs) I highly recommend it. And, you know, and that's the beauty of it, Anna, is that it's, this is, this is a, that's why I'm doing a video on YouTube. I'm like, this is something people don't have to pay a coach a fortune. You don't have to go to any more seminars. You don't have to read any more books. You just need to trust your body and trust yourself. To allow those emotions, that energy that needs motion to rise and leave, get out of your body, expel it yes. and heal it and then give yourself love. So simple and yet so powerful. Simple, power, simple and yet so difficult, right? Because we don't have permission to yes. express ourselves yes. that way. I
0: agree. So speaking about the expression, how does painting and expressive dance fit into your healing? and coaching framework because you're doing so many things in terms of creative expression and adding those expressions into the healing coaching space. How do those aspects fit in together?
1: Well, when I do art and the way I facilitate other people to do art is it's a very um, Jungian process that it's, I really believe in his philosophies and his psychology behind the symbolism that comes from our own Art. And I really believe that when you, and in my experiences I've had with clients, and in my own experiences of painting and working with people who teach expressive painting in this way, that, you know, once you get past that first block of the stories you're telling yourself about, oh, I can't paint, or this isn't looking like I want it to, or, you know, all the things that arise, and you just instead allow, much like I say, allow the sound to arise. The same thing is true with a paintbrush. Allow whatever color wants to be there to be there and whatever symbol wants to be there to be there. You feel like painting stars and snakes, paint stars and snakes. and then At the end of it, (laughs) the magic is that you can, and I never do interpreting. I leave this to my client to do the interpretation, to ask the same thing. What does your painting want to tell you? And you eventually... Uncover your own book of symbols for your own soul and your own life and your own language. And you learn how you speak to yourself and you learn how you, you start to pay attention to things that you might not have paid attention to. And what I have them do is after they're Finish with the painting process is look up the symbols that really stick out to them in a dream dictionary and see what's there. And so, it's the unconscious revealing itself in symbolism, which is how mm. it speaks to us. And so, it comes out in your painting. I call the process dreaming with a paintbrush, and it can really be very revealing. And um, get again, it's just that getting stuff out of you, getting stuff mm. out of you and then dance of course is embodied movement that's again trusting your body so everything i do is about embodiment being at home in our bodies and as you know as a as a very spiritual person i find that there's like this paradox that happens that the more spiritual i am the more i feel like i want to embody that spirituality i don't want to leave my body anymore i don't want to check out of my body anymore i want my body to be more of a vessel for this higher self that I know we all have. And how much of that can I allow to express through me is what I ask myself. And that is what I help my clients do the same thing. Just clear a little more space, clear a little more space to allow (laughs) more of your quantum holiness to fill your body. And the more you fill your body with that quantum holiness, that is authentically who you are, the more happy you are, the more at peace you are. And you find happiness in little things, sitting down and painting, standing up and dancing. When your favorite song comes on laughing without care of who's going to say you're laughing too loud. It's just, you just start to express yourself in a totally yes. different way. And so it's really this embodiment coaching is really what I'm teaching people to do is to embody their spirituality in all aspects and to love your body.
0: Would you like to learn how to meditate in Theta? The optimal frequency you can have in a meditative state? By popular demand, I have created an instructional Theta meditation package containing a guided audio meditation and an introduction booklet. It is a unique, one-of-a-kind resource that will help you achieve and maintain the elusive Theta state throughout your meditation. And will give you the important background information about Theta meditation and this process. For more details, please go to the store on my website at quantumliving.com.au. Wow, absolutely. And there are two aspects to the work that you're doing which I would like to address the second one. So one is is the expression and emptying your body and filling it with what you want to have inside and project. But the other aspect of your work is creativity. And creativity is the faculty of God, the creator, whatever name you choose to use. When you think about it, to create means to bring something into existence out of nothing which is the power of God. And we were given this power as co-creators, a sign of our godliness. So when we are creating something, a painting, a meal, a piece of music, a piece of furniture, or a baby, when we create something out of nothing, and this is really such a simple and yet profound concept, when we create something out of nothing, which didn't exist before, we fully express our godliness and we are closest to our soul and the creator of all that is. And in many indigenous cultures, as you would know, art is a form of spiritual expression and connection with spirit because we are Mm co-creating in this world, in this reality, by creating something out of nothing, which no other conscious being that we know of can do. So it is the God heart yeah. within us that allows us to do it. What are your thoughts?
1: I loved everything you just said. And creativity to me is, I love asking people that question. You know, I'll say, you know, what is creativity? And most people will say, oh, it's people who know how to draw or or people who like can do something very specific creatively. Um, and they think of the creative arts with creativity. And I always say, everything you do, every action is an act of creation for your life. And you, yeah, it's this magical power. Nothing makes me happier than getting into that flow state um where my mind shuts off. And again, this is what I help my clients do experience the state of flow, which is, oh, it's that tuning out of your thinking brain. You stop thinking your ego is checked out. You're out of the way. And now you're allowing that energy. We're tapped into the quantum field of potentiality where ideas can land on you like butterflies and you decide which one you want to feed and nurture and take care of and follow. And it's just such a wonderful place to be. It allows for surprise. It allows for uh, it allows for everything. <laughs> and we are the only species that creates for the sake of creating to to create something beautiful out of nothing that we have this ability to do this, and that everything that exists was once just an idea that somebody got. Well, where did the idea come from? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. We don't know. It came from the field. And so the more wired you are to the field, the broader, the the more bold, the more audacious and creative and risk-taking in a healthy way you decide to be and follow that that beautiful bliss of, of creative power. And I, I personally feel like it is a spiritual practice. It is the spiritual practice. Creativity is my spiritual practice. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: We are speaking with Joya Sosnowski, a sound healer and spiritual coach about daring to be divine. Yes, yes, it's so beautiful. Now, Joya, I heard you speak on another interview where you were talking about coaching and you said something that really resonates with me, that our comfort zone becomes our prison if we give in to fear. And so we must make an effort to break through those barriers to be free and seek help if needed. Now, this is a very common issue that comes up in my own coaching program and work with people. But I'd like to talk about it from a slightly different angle, which is a bit of a paradox. So couch to couch, (laughs) (laughs) If, if you like. When someone and obviously for the benefit of our audience. When someone is struggling with reclaiming their power and cutting off the past when their power was taken away, and they strongly believe that they must never ask for help, but have to find a way out of the issue or the situation by themselves. Mm. Because asking for help, they believe, is a sign of weakness, and can create dependency, which again is disempowering, how can they reach out and ask for help through coaching, sound healing, chakra healing, or any other modality to feel empowered instead of feeling weak and disempowered? Mm, that's a great question.
1: My favorite question to ask people Um Especially if they're feeling and if they're feeling disempowered but want to claim back their power and I it's it is a paradox there when you're feeling disempowered you want to claim back your power but you feel like asking for help is giving away your power yes. so you're st- <laughs> completely stuck in this <laughs> paradox of needing help but not wanting help because now you're going to be weak so you're creating the problem and so my favorite yeah. question to ask people is you know what if everything in your life didn't happen to you what if it happened for you- Mm-hmm. How can you reframe your story if things happened for you? What did you learn? How did you grow? Where did you find strength?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: What kind of curiosity do you have now about what you've learned about yourself that you would like to explore? How can you explore that in a way that sounds fun and interesting and intriguing and not intimidating where you're not necessarily asking for help, but let's say that you um, recognize this happened for me. It created this situation where I feel, um, let's say like a common thing, Let somebody who feels um, great empathy and they feel a lot of empathy because they've suffered abuse, um, but they don't have strong boundaries. And so instead of uh, throwing someone a life raft, they're jumping in the pool with the person and the person is drowning them trying to save themselves. So, you know, that's a common thing. And so for those people, it's, you know, how can you learn in a fun way to explore boundaries? What's yours? What's not yours? How can you find a way to do that in a way that's healthy and still loving and still makes you a stronger empath when you know what's yours and what's not yours. And there's so many ways that people can do that. They can take an online class. They can read a book. They could go take a dance class. They could go. I mean, there's so many ways that you can play with these different ideas of exploring healing um, that aren't unhealthy. And I think eventually you start and I, I used to actually feel like that, that I didn't want to ask for help because I could figure things out on my own. Um, but you can't see yourself. That's what I've come to know. You cannot see yourself, you cannot see your own blind yeah. spots. You need somebody who's honest and who loves you and cares you enough. need a mirror, you need a mirror to reflect back, and that's exactly what most people do, Anna. Is that and this is what I would say is you know, so most of most of humanity. Has a spot on their face, but instead of cleaning their own face, they're trying to clean the mirror by trying to fix Mm. the problem outside of them instead of going, Oh, maybe I have this spot on my face. Maybe I need to wash my own face. But most people don't know that that's the problem. They're too busy trying to fix everything outside of them. And so if something, if things aren't happening to you outside of you, but things are happening for you
0: inside of you, well, maybe it's time to wash your own face. Yes. And if I were to, Bring and and I love what you just said. And if I were to bring it down to just one key point that stands out for me here, is to suggest to the person that rather than thinking of reaching out as seeking help, think of it as an empowering step that you can take to then address whatever issues there are to address. So, in other words, to reframe their concept of what they are dealing with from the start. So it's not I'm I'm seeking help because I'm weak and I'm disempowered and so it doesn't feel right Mm -hmm. anyway. But okay, what step could you take as the first step to regaining your self-empowerment, to help your body heal, to help your mind heal, to be your own healer, to become your own healer With the help of various modalities, Mm -hmm. various instruments, various external people and things. But at the end of the day, you are in control of what is happening and you need to make a decision. Okay, I've had enough. Now I'm going to take control over this. Yeah. That's. mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I love that. And it's true. And I, you know, I always say the foundational place for anybody to start is with a mindfulness practice. And there's countless apps out there now that you can use. And science, the data has shown that as little as five minutes a day can start to make a change in your brain. And the whole reason to practice mindfulness is that it creates self-awareness. It creates metacognition, which is becoming aware of what you're thinking about. When you become aware of yourself. absolutely. And that's really the key. You have to become aware of what's even going on in your own self to know that you need help or that you need assistance or that you need growth in mm. some
0: area of your life. Absolutely. These are the two things that I start all my coaching program with people is teaching him how to become self-aware, fully self-aware through various ways and meditation mm. straight away. So self-awareness and yep. meditation. And once they are in that, in that mode, then we can obviously Do all sorts of other things, and so yes, it's so so important. And yeah, do you know what is my favorite sound? Silence. Right. There's even a a song, uh, the sound of silence. Uh, I I forgot who. um... The sound. That's that's the one. Yes, that's the one. (laughs) (laughs) But when you think of it, I often when I'm in. perhaps not, not when well, I'm either very busy or, or in a particular funny mood, I can't listen to any music, even relaxing music. I just I want silence. Mm-hmm. I want pure silence because it opens up the space for me to fill it in with whatever I want or with nothing. And the nothingness is such a, an empowering experience because you can fill it in with anything you want. So silence is my favorite sound.
1: <laughs> I would have to agree with you. Silence is also my favorite sound, and um, I'm the same way. I don't, I don't listen to music during the day at my work or at home. My house is quiet, and mm. I like, I like quiet. I like to hear the birds and the breeze in the trees, and yeah. and just the the occasional car driving by. You know, whatever it is, I just, I like the quiet also. Mm. And you know, silence and um, Silence and listening go hand in hand yes. and learning learning how to listen to people and authentically listen, not listening to respond and not listening to form a judgment or an opinion, but really, truly listening to what someone is saying, I think is such a gift. And then when they stop talking, to not talk, just to be quiet yes. <laughs> <for> 30 seconds <laughs> before you interject the next sentence. And I have found that just in that simple practice alone, Anna, that people will often continue speaking to me, but now they're going to go into a deeper thing. They're going to go into a deeper space than they were originally, even with perfect strangers. If I'm quiet, it kind of just invites, like you said, it's like, it's an invitation to really, um, speak from your heart, to speak from a deeper place, to speak something meaningful. And I, that's something I also really appreciate.
0: we are so on the same page yes <laughs> so beautiful in fact i have just published a little ebook the seven keys to quantum communication which i offer to people when they sign up to my free quantum talk um, monthly newsletter or easy in so it's all free and one of the one of those seven keys to quantum communication is be the listener, then the talker, mm. which is exactly, you know, essentially what you have said. because there are there are other, I think, useful tips and thoughts about how we can improve our communication from the heart, from the quantum perspective, to understand that communication is a flow of energy. Yeah. What, so what you just said is exactly what I what I said in in this little free book. I love when I'm hearing from people my thoughts (laughs) because it's just a validation of my own insights and my own work. So it's
1: Mm. beautiful,
0: beautiful, beautiful. So, Joy, can you tell us about your upcoming book and what, next on the agenda yeah i'm so excited to be working
1: on this book and it's it's changed again because now i'm employing i'm putting more instructions in there with sounding and different sounds and um so i'm really excited about it it's called dare to be divine and it's all about embodying this quantum holiness aspect of our lives and all of the work that i've done the The Aramaic studies of the Aramaic Yeshua. That's my, you know, my original upbringing was Catholic. And then I was very not spiritual for a very long time. But now as I've gone into the studies of sound, it led me immediately to language. And that led me into the Aramaic Jesus and what he taught. And I was like, wow, this is not... This is not what is written. <laughs> this is wow. not what he meant. And it's like he was, I was like, wow, Jesus was actually speaking about the quantum. Mm. He's speaking about our quantum field. And yeah. he was speaking about transpersonal psychology before there was even a name for it. And it's just profound. And so I've incorporated a lot of those findings and what I've learned in there also, and there, you know, these tools have been around for thousands of years. There's nothing new under the sun. Who said that? I don't, I don't remember who said that, but we're, you know, we recycle and we recreate and, and this is like a, it's a permission slip for this time. And for, for me, from my point of view, for people, this dare to be divine is about embodying your divine feminine aspect of your, of yourself. And for me, it's that divine feminine aspect of feminine Christ consciousness, which is what I believe Mary Magdalene was. She was the feminine Christ consciousness that came to this planet as a quantum avatar to embody this beautiful way of living as a powerfully creative being and taking responsibility. And, you know, we're talking about languaging and words and in Aramaic, the word abracadabra comes from the Aramaic. And it means as I speak, I create. That's what it means when you say abracadabra. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So it's, you know, and when you think about that, as I speak, I create, it makes you be more careful and cognizant of the words you choose to use.
0: And hence you use this word abracadabra in magic. Yes. When you want to manifest right. something, it's abracadabra. And here right. it is. Beautiful. So you have learned the language. Are you learning the I'm language? learning the language. And I mean, it's.
1: It's uh, it's very complex, and just I I study it all the time, and just daily. It's my daily readings, and diving into what does this word mean, and and all the different many meanings of words, and um, so like the language, the word nafsha, for instance, it's n a p s h a, was the word that the Greeks replaced with soul or life, and that's what they put into the Bible, soul or life, but it really means this part of yourself. That is your light body that's connected to everything. It's almost like the trans my crystal fell for no reason. How funny. It's almost like the transducer. (laughs) Um, you can think of it as like the transducer of energy that comes from the cosmic realm through your nafsha down through you. And we, as human beings have free will. And so we can only use the nafsha as much as we will to use it. And it wants to be used, wants us to use all of it, which is what I'm talking about when I'm dare to be divine, you know, own your quantum holiness is really allowing more of Mm. this nafsha energy, your higher self energy to fall into your body. And Jesus talked about the nafsha. He used it 200 times in the New Testament in the original Aramaic writings, 200 times. Love your nafsha as yourself is what he said. And love your you love your neighbor as you love your own nafsha. And it's like there's so many different meanings of this word that in the um aramaic translation when i found it there's like a page and a half about what all the different things that the (laughs) noxia means and so for them to break it down to just soul or life i'm like this is what i mean Uh, with the english language that i'm like it's just not that black and white yeah it's really a quantum concept
0: it's so limiting Mm -hmm. beautiful beautiful well uh we could be talking like forever (laughs) Uh, but time, time is time is flying so What would be your final message to our listeners, a key takeaway that would raise the vibration and lift the spirit?
1: I would say that we all, every human being on this earth has this seed in them that makes them seek for something greater than themselves. We all have it. Whether we find and try to fulfill that through our work or through extreme sports or through relationships or through all these artificial means, there's this, there's this feeling in us that there's something beyond this the self, this body, this ego self. And that that seed is that implant that little seed of greatness that little seed of light that came from the the divine creator whatever you want to call it that is in all of us that just gives us that push and what i would love to tell people and what i would love for people to know is that when you start asking it and all you have to do is ask it what would you like me to know and then trust that the things that are revealed to you are the things that are meant for you and that every single thing that happens is a perfect stepping stone to your own growth and that this light that's in you is for you to express that you are an originally one of a kind Odds are like one in 40 billion trillion that you're even here. So you're just a walking miracle and to create accordingly. That's really what my message is. <laughs> Life is for our creative joy and pleasure and to be part of
0: this light and to express it. Oh, thank you so much. It's so beautiful. And, I, and I'd and i like to say that, Joya, you have such a beautiful energy and I do hope that It will be received and perceived on this podcast because it is absolutely amazing. It's strong, it's bright, it's loving, and it is absolutely magnificent. So thank you. Thank you so much for your time, for sharing with us your wisdom and your insights and your beautiful energy. Of course, I will post on the show notes page all the links to your online presence, to your website etc so the people can find you and thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart and i do hope that we will chat again
1: oh anna thank you your energy is just so beautiful so divine as well and i'm so grateful that i met you and got to connect with you on the other side of the world i just love technology for this so i'm so grateful for you having me thank you so much
0: thank you so much namaste namaste That's all for today, folks. If you enjoyed the show, please share it online and post a review on Apple Podcasts to encourage others to listen to it and help raise the vibrations across the world and the universe. For the show notes and contact details, please go to my website at quantumliving.com.au. I'm your host, Anna Anderson. Thank you for listening. Until next time, be well.